On Spotlight today on KRWC, as I mentioned, kind of one of our rare in-studio Mondays. A lot of times we have our Minnesota Matters program on Mondays, but we've got lots of topics for you this week. And so we're uh, stretching our uh, in-person visits to Monday as well. We've got uh, two guests since, well, actually three. One is a canine, but we've got three guests in studio, two, two people associated with the Wright County Historical Society today. Glenn Mayer and Stephanie Luckin, both are past, uh, past presidents with the uh, group. And uh, welcome to uh, KRWC and welcome to Spotlight. Thank you. Good morning. Good morning. Thanks, Tim. Good to have you here. We're going to talk about the annual spring plant sale. We've talked about this many times before. Uh, kind of, I don't know, we've had maybe a few different uh, guests with this topic, but uh, usually you kind of rotate it a little bit, and so we're, we're happy to talk to you. Uh, Glenn, you want to lead the way here? Tell us about the plants. We'll, we'll do the plant sale now, and then we'll talk about the Historical Society and come back to the details again at the end. Right. Yes, uh, our, our spring plant sale, which is our main fundraiser for the Horticultural Society, is being held this Saturday, May 21st. Uh, we open at 8.30 a.m. and goes to 11 a.m. Usually a pretty good crowd at the beginning of the plant sale. Those gardeners like to get there early, so we'd like to get started. Um, we have a big rule, to be fair to everyone, that we do not do any pre-sales. So um, the doors kind of um, are not open until exactly at 8.30. Um, people can get into a line and then... And at 8.30, we open up and then get started. Um, it's being held at Sturgis Park in Buffalo, where we've had it for a number of years. And it happens rain or shine. Um, we're hoping, Tim was just telling us here, that it doesn't look like there's much rain. So um, it might be a little bit breezy and a little on the cool side, but most of the gardeners are used to that kind of thing. That wouldn't be a first either for that for this event. No, we have held it in the rain, and um, uh, we have... Stephanie here has some large tarps that we hang up around the shelter um, at Sturgis Park, and that kind of helps us keep the wind out and keeps the plants and from blowing over and keeps things a little bit warmer for and us. And keeps people from blowing over, too. Keeps so. people from blowing over, <laughs> right, right. We should have a good selection of perennials. Um, it's always a little bit iffy depending on weather and depending on um, what stages uh, members' gardens are in. Uh, the plants are generally dug from our own gardens, things that we're sharing. Uh, a few people start vegetables, and so sometimes we have vegetables there um, and some annuals. just kind of depends upon um, what's available at the time. One of the big things, I think, is um, we have, I want to say, hundreds of years of gardening experience in the group. And so if people have any questions about plants that they're buying or just in general, um, it's a good place to come and talk to people. And we can usually, if one of us doesn't know the answer, another one might. We have a few uh, master gardeners uh, who are members of the group, and they're usually there to also to be available to answer questions. The um, proceeds from the, society, from the plant sale are generally used to fund um, the speakers that we have and some different programs. Uh, we've done some donations to different groups over the years uh, and try to help out here and there with requests for money on gardening kinds of issues and things like that. 
Oh, um, I think one other thing I want to say is um, we just do cash and check. We're not able to do any kind of uh, credit card, so people need to bring cash or check along. Did I forget anything, Stephanie? No. Um, the, like you were saying, the proceeds from the plant sale go for uh, speakers, and um, the group also um, opens those evenings up to the community, so anybody can come and listen to it. There is no charge. It's also the same night as our meeting, and um, we make donations to the community for, I know we used to have gardens on the lake walk along the highway there, and uh, we used to have a garden by the library, and uh, we do flower pots in like the downtown area, and um, there's, uh, what's that music event that we put vases on the tables, or uh, I don't, that, I well, forgot about that one, yeah. <laughs> we'll have to get refresh our memories on that one but um anyways it's a it's a big community e event sure supporting us the um uh, i know from previous years and previous interviews that the historic or the um, horticultural society of wright county has a pretty rich history because it's uh it goes back quite a ways and uh a lot of knowledge has been passed down uh, throughout the years on it too that's that's very true um, I have I my myself have pers some real wonderful stories of and um, thinking of some of the wonderful advice I've gotten over the years from ga um, gardeners who were older than I was and um, now I feel like I've become one of the senior members of the group. <laughs> um, but uh, that's true. We do have, like I said before, we have hundreds of years of um, gardening experience. I've been in the group for around 40 years, I think. Um, I think one of the names that people might know from the area would be Aini and Norm Bussey, who were out of Cocado, um, and they ran Bussey Gardens at that time as a, f as a f um, family um, nursery, and she was one of the founding, founding members of the group. Wow. Yeah, I believe just passed just last year, I think she did. Ah. Uh. But, uh, yeah, so, you know, it's a great heritage and, and long, you know, gardening has been uh, kind of one of those tried and true uh, pastimes for many. Uh, you know, we don't get a real long season here in Minnesota, but so maybe that's what makes it so treasured, I guess. I think that's very true. People really, um, we're looking forward to, you know, spring and then this, this last um late winter early spring here has been a really rough one trying to find a good safe time to be able to plant things and to get back onto the schedule so people were just kind of hungry for being able to get outside and and get those activities going for sure um talk about your own gardens what uh, it seems like uh, in in the past we've uh, members that have come in have you know, all sort of had their own little niche or their what they like to do, and uh, maybe you have the same. I don't know. Well, I've got a garden. I actually live out um, in the Kingston area, mm -hmm. and I was on the Meeker County Master Gardeners tour a number of years ago. I think okay. it's been like 10 years ago. And um, I've got a, a sunken garden, which is a fish pond. We've got a walkout basement, and there's a fish pond there, and that's that's my happy place. 
But in my, the gardens were on the yard. Because we live out in the country, we've got our farm is all in CRP projects. I don't want a lot of invasive species out there. So I try to stick with just natives or things that are very easily confined. And, um, you know, the, the natives are like... Um, um, blood roots, you know, it's a typically grows in the woods, and liatris, and a lot of the prairie flowers, echinacea, and um, I, I can't think of any of them mm. right now. Um, goat's beard, um, a lot of lilacs. I know they're not really native, but they're kind of everywhere, and they're easy enough to confine by just yeah. mowing around them, and. Um, a lot of uh, like blood root, I uh, said blood root, um, smoke on the prairie, and I don't know, help me out, Glenn, what are some other natives? <laughs> I was going to ask you about grasses. Have you gotten oh, into grasses? any of the grasses? Oh, grasses, yeah, yeah we've, we've got grasses. We've got uh, the uh, big blue stem and the Indian paintbrush, and uh, I call it prairie drop seed, mm-hmm. and uh, we've got a lot of that. And uh, milkweed, the, the common milkweed, swamp milkweed, Joe Pye weed. It's funny, a lot of the things are called weeds. <laughs> but, uh, but, um, sounds like a, uh, a pollinator's heaven out it, there. It is. And, um, there's the one plant that I'm really fond of is, uh, blooming prairie liatris, I think, where the butterflies love it. And on one stalk, I had 27 butterflies. No kidding. Dancing wow. around it. Wow. So just think of when you plant a whole. Yeah. A whole garden full of it, how many butterflies. They were have. delirious. Yes. <laughs> I was too. It was quite the sight to see. Yeah. And, and, uh, and these are all uh, things that come back year to year? Absolutely, yeah. every year. Another one that I really like is the cup plant. It's, uh, it's kind of like a little sunflower, maybe three inches in diameter, and it actually gets little tiny sunflower seeds in there, but and the birds will eat them. The butterflies and the bees like to pollinate them. And then the way the leaves are shaped, it forms a cup so it holds water. So I always tell people to plant them like by your deck or by your kitchen window or something where you're looking out and you can see everything that happens there because you see little tree frogs spending the night on the leaves and uh, the goldfinches come there and get their drinks of water throughout the day and it, there's a lot of activity. The hummingbirds, the, the they've got big leaves that are kind of horizontal so the hummingbirds kind of play tag and chase each other around in them they're they're really fun to watch the the wildlife and the pollinators on i sometimes think about uh what the what the view must have been like back before you know way before settlement of uh, some of the prairies and what they must have must have been a pretty spectacular sight i believe it was i wish i could have seen it glenn what about you what what kinds of things are you into um i I got actually involved with the society um, after we're moving into our old farmhouse. We bought an old farmstead, and um, there really wasn't much landscaping around the, the uh, property at all. There were some big li- lilacs and a few other large shrubs, but I kind of got interested in the idea of actually doing a landscape design and so forth, and the the uh, horticultural society, or through the extension, brought in someone from the university to do um, a couple of nights of classes on just basic landscape design. So I got started by going to that and um, uh, getting doing a design for my yard 
um, through those classes, and then it kind of just grew from there. Um, I have a, a fairly good-sized perennial garden, with, um, not so much concentrating on, on native plants as Stephanie does, although there are going to be a couple of the cup plants, I know, at the plant sale because I'm Absolutely. bringing a couple myself. <laughs> um, I like that one, too. Um, so I have a perennial garden, and I dug a pond, a, just a small uh, oh, eight by ten, I think, foot pond with a little bit of a waterfall. So we, we, my wife and I really enjoy that one and and find it uh, interesting to see how the birds enjoy the waterfall. They like to sit on on the top before the water falls into the pond itself, and it's a nice shallow place for them to to um, bathe themselves and get drinks and things like that. Then we also started a. Um, a vegetable, or I shouldn't say started, I think there was a vegetable garden there originally on the property. And um, and so we just kind of continued that and uh, tilled that and grew vegetables. And I still do um, a, a smaller now that the, my kids are gone, but um, we still grow a number of vegetables uh, in that garden and so forth. I also, uh, my father was really interested in trees and shrubs. Um, and so growing up, I was kind of got tuned into that so I, I enjoy planting different kinds of app, uh, flowering crab apple trees and different kinds of flowering shrubs and things like that so kind of a variety of things we're talking about the Wright County Horticultural Society's annual spring plant sale and two representatives are here Glenn Mayer and uh, Stephanie Luckin uh, both are past presidents of the organization the uh, sale coming up here on Saturday 8 30 a.m. to 11 a.m. and you mentioned that it'll be kind of a sort of a big overview of all kinds of different things uh, not only uh, you know flowering plants and things like that but a lot of people come there and they get their vegetable stock for the year too yes they do yes there's a variety of things from vegetables to house plants to hybridized plants native prairie stuff woodland sun everything. Mm -hmm. I think one of the nice things for uh, people is that the things are grown in the area um, and uh, most of us who are bringing plants to the plant sale also are there. So if people have questions about them, um, you know, they, they have an opportunity to ask about the, the size of the plant and, you know, if it has a tendency to seed itself or become more invasive or if it's, you know, a nice safe plant that just grows in a clump and they don't have to really worry about it. So they can get those questions answered. We can tune into um, our initials are in each of the plants. So uh, we know who brought the plant to the sale. And so we can, um, um, you know, really find the person to get that kind of direct information to them. Mm-hmm. What's your... Uh Guys' experience this spring with the start stop start stop uh, any plants paying the price or are they getting through it okay they're slow no. real slow and uh, you know it really hasn't been a start stop start stop it has been, mostly uh, been stop well most, mostly <laughs> been when's it going to start yeah, really. we've got things i was going to bring to the plant sale and but they're just just sticking up out of the ground now mm. and then what's it going to be four or five days i don't think that's going to be yeah. enough to sell at the plant sale but but nothing completely frozen out or anything? or Yeah, had good luck. Right. I think, you know, although the winter was so odd and a lot of people complained about it because of that up and down kind of business, I don't think we had 
such terrible temperatures for a, or low temperatures for such a for a long enough period to really damage stuff. I know my um, my forsythia can get to be a little bit touchy. It's a big blooming shrub that gets nice yellow flowers on it at this time of the year and it can be a little bit touchy if we get those 20 degree below temperatures for a week or so at a time but this year it was in full bloom so I think most things were doing fine it's just a matter of when they were going to get started I think it would have been fun to do some measurements with with uh, kids well maybe even just for myself but to see how fast things started to grow once we got some warmer temperatures things just uh, what I saw were little tiny buds like oh yeah that plant is still alive too now it's six inches tall you know things just exploded out of the ground and and the same thing with the with the trees the buds and stuff we went from you know, really not being able to notice anything to a little bit of a green haze, and then all of a sudden it's yeah. really gotten to yes. be green. I've noticed at our house, too, the um, uh, hosta that were, uh, were really reluctant to start yes. out, but now all of a sudden in the last few days they have just, yes. you know, they're yes. several inches tall and full and ready to go. So. Exactly right. Yep, I think we're really seeing that all over the place. It's yeah. kind of goofy. What's yeah. your guys' opinion or your take on this uh, idea of a no-mow May? And I don't want to put your feet to the fire on it, but uh, people have different opinions, and, and for listeners that maybe aren't aware of it, there is a trend that uh, a lot of people are kind of pushing for for property uh, owners to kind of hold off on the mowing until at least late May to give the pollinators a little more chance. It sounds like a good idea to me. Uh, dandelions are one of the first pollinator-friendly plants to be blooming. There's trees and other things that are also blooming, but there's all different kinds of bees that have different preferences. And if it's going to help the bees, I'm all for it. Mm-hmm. And it, it's only, what, two more weeks and May's over. So. Right. <laughs> I think I have kind of two different parts of my lawn. Part of it is very shady and the grass is not wonderful. It has creeping Charlie and lots of wild violets and things in it. And I can kind of let things grow there without too much trouble and that's what I've been doing so far um, but then I have other sections um, down by the um, where the vegetable garden is it's a little lower and people from the neighborhood said that um, the farmers who lived in that in that on that farmstead before um, there was a that's where the pig pen was and so forth and that soil I think is much richer it seems like that grass grows so much there that if if I don't mow it, I'm going to need almost need to have one of the farmers come in with a, a baler, with a baler and bale the thing. So yeah. I think you have to play those kinds of games. It can get to be too much of a problem right. if it's too. But I think as much as a person can, it's definitely a good thing to do. Mm-hmm. That, and that's a good point is you don't have to let your whole lawn grow. You can do selective yeah. pieces. Yeah. Yeah. That's an interesting idea. It seems like it's hard to tell. When you drive around, it's hard to tell uh, if um, folks are participating in the no mowing or if it's just that it's so wet they haven't been able to yet. That's so, exactly true. Yeah. Exactly true. So, um, well, let's finish up with a uh, uh, recap of the spring plant sale. Uh, give us the where, when, time, and all of that, if you will. Sure. It's going to be Saturday, May 21st, from 8.30 until 11, uh, at Sturgis Park in Buffalo, rain or shine. Um, if you need any more information, Kathy is uh, our member who is in, has, been t- has taken charge of that or, um, activity, and her number is 
347-497-1979. And you could give her a call and um, if you have any specific information. And if anybody wants the address for their GPS, is it's Highway 25 yep. and uh, Highway 25 and Second Avenue South in Buffalo. It's on the south side of Buffalo Lake. If you get yourself on Highway 25, it's pretty tough to miss, right on the lakeshore there. So, right, yeah. right. Good deal. Well, thank you both for coming in today, and uh, good luck with the sale, and good luck gardening for the year, and we wish all the best to the Horticultural Society. It's always a pleasure to, to kind of kick off the growing season with a little reminder about it. So okay. continued you, success, and thanks a lot for coming in today and telling us about it. Appreciate it. All right. Bye. There we go with our spotlight for you for today on KRWC.